Hello and welcome to episode 98 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse. And today we, with me, as always, is Kareen. Hello. Hi, Steve. How are you? It's nice to see you. Oh, it's good. We're a bit windswept today, but we're sort of huddled down in the warmth and the coziness of the office and sort of trying to keep indoors as much as I can because of the horrendous weather we're having. But anyway, never mind. What are we going to talk about today, Steve? Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about productivity. Uh, it's a sort of a favourite topic of ours in a way. But sort of looking at it from maybe, a, you know, some slightly different angles, um, uh, you know, obviously including how your planner um, can improve your productivity and what have you. And we're, we're picking out um, a few little hints and tips from an article which we'll share with you um, in the show notes, of course. So um, that the article's called 15 Habits That Will Totally Transform Your Productivity, as if it's the, um, the everything of everything. Of everything, but uh, I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff we can do. But every every article's written like that, isn't it, Steve? It's the be yeah. all, end all to your. This is it. If you read this, then this will solve all your problems. Yeah. Become a millionaire by the time you're thirty. Mm. Just read. Just read Slightly this article. 30, yeah, thirty years too late for me. <laughs> but um, no, no, it it was amusing reading through this with Kareen earlier. Um, and sort of think there's a, quite a few sort of memories of when when I was at work sort of uh, came back and it's quite comical. Anyway, lead the way, Kareen, with your first tip out of this article. So the first tip that I picked out of the article happens to be the first tip they mentioned, but I didn't pick it because it was number one. I picked it because... It happens to be something that was mentioned in Fumio Sasaki's book, um, Goodbye Things. And one of the things he talks about in, he, he absolutely removed most everything from his life. I think he owns 15 articles of anything, of everything. That's it. Like he can pack up and leave in five minutes. That's his whole life. And one of the things that he mentioned was that the unfinished list attention grabber. I, I don't know how he mentioned it. I'm paraphrasing here, but it was the idea was that let's say you own an article of clothing and it needs bending and you've tucked it away in your closet. And every time you open the closet, you notice that this article of clothing has not been mended. And you say to yourself, self, I'm going to mend this eventually, or, oh, I've forgotten to take this to the menders, or, oh, this thing needs to be done. And sure enough, it's something that grates and takes away at your energy. It takes away from your focus. It takes away from your ability to be completely focused on whatever else it is that you were planning on doing before you opened the door and discovered something waving at you, winking at you unceremoniously from your closet. And that's what this first point in the article that Fast Company wrote is called Declutter Your Space. And the point that they're making is that attention is programmed to pick up what's novel. And this is was mentioned by Josh Davis, the director of research at the Neuro Leadership Institute. He also has a book called The Two Awesome Hours. And it's true, visible things remind you of unfinished tasks. And that's one of the reasons that I start always start off with a uncluttered desk. I cannot sit at a cluttered desk. Now, when I finish 
the desk may be extremely cluttered, but that's when things get put away. So when I start the project, the project is always an uncluttered working space. And it just seems, it seems a lot more conducive to wanting to sit down and be at a place where things are uncluttered or there's not too many of anything happening there. I, I frankly, I prefer a completely clean desk. Um, but I, what are your thoughts on that, Mr. Hoarder of Planners? <laughs> Me? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. In, 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 in a previous life, <laughs> I used to have to work um, to a totally clear desk policy, which basically said that at the end of the day, the only things left on your desk are the telephone keyboard mouse monitor nothing else everything had to be put away securely at the end of each day and you, you might think that that's a complete pain you know if you look at my desk now you think how on earth did this ever guy ever work in a clear desk situation because it's far from clear but in actual fact there was there's clever little ways you can work around that so say you've got various sort of piles of stuff, as it were, that you sort of get out and sort of that particular pile is for one job and this is for another job and, and, and so on and so on. Well, we devised little sort of clever little sort of things like using um, in trays and what have you, you know, just a simple sort of thing that holds letter size or A4 size paper. And... The different jobs would go into different in trays and at the end of the day you just take them to the secure cabinet put them in the cabinet and stack them on top of each other and close the doors and lock the door and you, you could then see all of the desks were completely clear at the end of the day you could go you know close the door lock up go home job done come in the following morning unlock the cabinet bring the trays out lay them back out again in the same order that you put them away in and you're back in business sort of thing right and I used, I just got, got, so got used to doing this sort of thing every day. Even, you know, the laptop, because I used a laptop rather than a desktop machine, that would go in the cupboard as well. You know, mm -hmm. as long as it was in the secure cabinet, it was fine. Or if it was a desktop machine, you had to remove the hard drive. You know, the hard drive unplugged right. and you, you put it in um, the cupboard sort of thing. Um, yeah, it sounds a bit of a pain to have to do that every day. And for, you know, these days... I don't do it. Simple, because I don't need to. Is this work you to revolting? That. Are you, are you? Is this your re rebellious stage, Steve? <laughs> no, I, sort of as a sort of a side thing to that though. Mm. Is every so often I quite sort of sort of regiment myself into clearing the desk just to give it a clean, if nothing else, because the amount of dust that does you know you can't deny that you get sort of areas of where you work get dusty don't they so it doesn't harm and it's invariably when i do clear the desks and things appear magically <laughs> magically that have been misplaced for some time and you know it, it's it's an old habit that you know stuff does you know cluttered minds end up with a cluttered workspace i suppose in a way um and you sort of have little bits and pieces you know if I'm just looking in front of me, there's, there's things like magnifier, a brush, um, sort of an eraser, and various 
odds and sods sort of thing. And you think, well, why are they there? Why don't I sort of continue to work in this sort of, you know, cluttered um, surroundings when it should really be, you know, it doesn't wouldn't take five minutes to sort of tidy everything away. And, and I try to aim f- to keep, um, you know, the desk space as clear as I can, given the limited amount of space that I've got sort of thing. But yeah, it's it's so easy to sort of um, become sort of so cluttered, and then you sort of spend half your time looking for things. So that's the other advantage of having a place for everything sort of thing uh, in the space that you work. So you can easily and quickly, um, you know, so you sort of take something out, you work on it, do whatever it is you want with it, and then put it away back in the same place again. Um, rather uh, yeah. than just sort of lurking around you sort of thing. I, I agree. In yeah. fact, the article agrees with you. And they say, they quote the recent study in the Harvard Business Review, which found that a clean desk helps you stick with a task more than one and a half times longer. And I found that to be true. I, ideally, especially when I'm at hotels and I'm working out of their conference rooms, which have absolutely nothing on them, not, not even a piece of paper. And, and so I find myself being able to focus and concentrate more when I'm in those settings where there's nothing, not even, cause usually at my desk, there's my computer. So that in and of itself is a huge distraction because I know I can dive right in. Um, but that's interesting. And I think one of, well, the, actually the main reason we're doing this recording for the Plannerverse is because we would like to challenge some of you all to take these on as habits for yourself if if productivity is something that you'd like to be a part of or have included in your lifestyle. We're fans of productivity, I think, and it's not to an unhealthy point. I think there's people that just become workaholic and they try to cut and edit so much of their lives that they end up not having a life anymore. I don't think we're quite there yet, Steve. I think we're still enjoying our lives very much. Um, but if I can do something in half the time and then spend the other half doing something else that I'd like to do, then I'm going to be doing that. So that's what I mean when I talk about productivity. And and one of the things that, uh, another point that was discussed in the article that I absolutely love because I'm a big fan of the Pareto Principle. Steve and I have talked about this several times. And the it's the number two point that they talk about, which is be part of the 20%. I love that. Uh, they say in the article, they're, they're talking about how just to ruthlessly protect 90 minutes of your day, even if you have an eight hour day where you're just spending it doing absolutely nothing, spend 90 minutes doing the really important things and you will have conquered your day. And I love that because it's the Pareto principle again. And I, I try to apply this as many times as I can in my life in various uh, categories of life. And you can't go wrong. I mean, seriously, think about it. If you have three priorities and those are the top three, I've seen that come around too. Have you seen that, Steve, where it's um, pick three and then just do those three for the day? Don't worry about the other priorities. Have you heard that one? It's surprising how um, motivating it is if you do apply that sort of principle because you get one of the sort of the biggies out the way. And amazingly, you sort of suddenly feel that you've achieved something. Yeah. And yeah. it just sort of motivates you to do other stuff, doesn't it? That, yeah. That's um, the good thing. 
And usually these tasks don't take that much time. That's the thing. It's the actual mental anguish of getting yourself to go through the task that's taking up the most time. It's the procrastination on that level. Sort of getting yourself off the starting blocks sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, There's there's a thing on here about um, complaining, you know, actually sort of making yourself complain i wouldn't say it, complaining is that right your forte it, steve is that your forte is no this... not really i i, I think <laughs> well, it's totally against the sort of an english thing is you don't people don't complain enough in some ways mm. but in a work situation it's sometimes difficult to um sort of frame your um objection if you like in the right way rather than just complain about something i've always thought that the best way to do things is not to complain about them, but actually to suggest an actual improvement which combats your complaints. And if your company or organisation have some form of um, staff suggestion scheme, then do it via that, because um, especially if they um, the rewards for the staff suggestion scheme... Um, are sort of hinting at sort of well how much will this save us therefore we'll give one year of the saving to the person that suggests it you can actually make quite a bit of money out of the system Um, and i speak from experience (laughs) (laughs) having been awarded several staff suggestions in my sort of time at work some of them were quite sort of lucrative in terms of how much money i got from them but not all of them admittedly but uh yeah, you get you get sort of you know brownie points as it were for coming up with suggestions. Um, be aware though, you know you might suggest something one week and you won't see sort of the thing judged for maybe you know several weeks or even months, um, and then consequently, even if your suggestion's accepted, it might not be implemented um, sort of straight away. It might the implementation of it. You know, it could take several months. So you might still have to be living with the the uh, grief, as it were, for, you know, anything yeah. up to a year or so before it actually sort, sorts itself out. But at, at the end of the day, you, you get, you get um, acknowledged for your suggestion sort of thing. And if that's improving on, you know, just the workplace in general or actually efficiency and, uh, for everyone then um, it's a good good place to be, as it were. I think this is a very important point to consider when we're looking at it from a planarology, first-class lifestyle perspective in terms of what are some complaints that you have in your life with yourself. I think this can be in, inwardly directed because I, I know that there are some complaints that we all have about the way our lives are running. We're not happy about whatever whatever the issue is. But instead of being sat there and just being upset about it perpetually, why not try and come up with an internal solution that might actually alleviate, it may not solve the problem, but it may alleviate the level of stress or concern that particular problem is searching for. And I'm actually surprised because I deal with uh, consulting clients all the time. And I'm really surprised with the level of 
complaints that clients come to me with that they have very, they easily solve after maybe a 30 minute or hour long session with me. And I don't understand because I haven't really given them the solutions to their own problems. They've come up with their own solutions. Nobody knows your problems better than you do. And nobody knows your circumstances better than you do. By the time you sit and explain this to someone else to try and find a solution, you've already come up with a solution on your own. If anything, at least try to make 20% of that problem better. Again, the Pareto principle comes up. If you can make 20% of that problem a little bit better for yourself, the 80% most likely will solve itself. And I would suggest that that would be a wonderful habit to try and track in your planner. I would suggest that being able to categorize these productivity tips into a planner format and and count them down on a daily basis to see if you're actually applying them because it's one thing to listen to the podcast and say hey that's a great idea I love it I love what they're talking about I'm going to do that and then 10 minutes later you've completely forgotten about what the productivity tip was and it's no longer being applied and now you're wondering what you what you've done with your day so let's start the actual application of these things and turn complaints that you have with your life or, or about things that are happening to you and see if you can apply some sort of solution that may not fix the problem immediately, but at least is beginning to develop a pathway for a solution um, going forward. What say you, Steve? Yes, definitely. I, I find that sort of making notes of things um, can, you might not appear to be sort of beneficial at the time when you made the note um, particularly if you do it's particularly important if you do it in your planner because then you've got it date related haven't you um it might sort of not appear to be relevant at the time but sort of maybe sort of several weeks down the road when mm. you know this problem has developed into some major sort of issue and someone perks up well when did this start happening and everybody looks at each other and somebody comes up with one suggestion for when it started and somebody else will come up with a different suggestion of course then you you sort of come into the your sort of key thing you've got it written down you've got it noted for the exact date almost possibly even time as well and you can sort of you know sort of counter all of the arguments instantly sort of thing so it's um a major sort of win i think by the fact that you've um you are writing these things down. It might not appear to be relevant at the time, um, but as long as you can understand what your notes are about, and I'm famous for sort of writing things down and think, what on earth is, what did I mean by that? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's it's some one of these things that um, you go through, you know, life, work, and in general, and what have you, and you may not appreciate the sort of significance of um, how your planner it sort of helps you sort of combat sort of you know work stress and all the rest of it but it, it's just there as a as a backup tool in a way helps you sort of get your priorities right and um, helps you assemble your day in the order that you feel that you can make the most progress i think that's the other and, thing and correct me if i'm wrong steve but we've had days i know you've had days like this i've had days like this but 
we're in the middle of a project, you're working on something, and suddenly you have the best idea for something completely unrelated to whatever it is you were working on. And if you allow that thoughtlet, I call them thoughtlets, but to allow that thoughtlet to take over means distracting yourself from the very thing you were working on. That's why you have a planner. Write it down in your page of things. You know, maybe you need to title it fantastic ideas I've had that were poorly timed. I don't know what you want to call it, but write them down in a page where you know you can collect these ideas and thoughts and come back to them. And that's the wonderful thing about having a paper planner. I can't do this in my phone. I can't do this on my tablet. If I'm working on an email or trying to research something, the minute an idea comes down, if I have to separate and write a digital note, I am no longer connected to the project I'm working on and I'm no longer connected to the digital note that I wrote. So, but if I write it down in my planner, for some reason, I'm able to go back to working on whatever task I was working on. Picking up your phone or getting on your computer is the is fine. I find some of the time, but invariably it leads to some distraction in some shape or form that you sort of get totally distracted and you think, "Why did I actually sit down to what was I intending to do?" <laughs> Spe- speaking of distractions, do you which um, I call them the pings and pongs, Steve. What are the the sounds or the haptics that you leave uh, active on your phone? Do you have any? I have reduced it as much as possible. So, for instance, any website that wants to email me um, about various updates, I turn those off because, you know, I want to decide when I go to the site to check for an update rather than it dictating to me you know there's you know this update or there's so and so's just shared the latest cat picture uh, or or similar um so i don't have those turned on um but as t- in terms of notifications i've reduced the number of notifications now down to the bare minimum so it's only if someone directly messages me that i'll get a notification on my phone on the screen sort of thing yeah um but i turn that to my advantage in the sense that if i see the message come up on the screen and it's got the preview of the message i can actually read that message on the screen without actually opening the message right (laughs) right so i can decide at that point do i need to open this message and reply to it because then as soon as I open it, they know I've opened the thing. Or can I leave it until later? I'll leave it till later is a lot of the time. I just think, oh, yeah, well, okay. They've they've messaged me. I don't necessarily need to deal with that straight away because I'm either you know, out and about or uh, it's not critical sort of thing. Do you hear that, Plannerverse? This is live information on how Steve is ignoring my messages and the strategies that he's used to completely disregard any and all messages I've sent him. I appreciate it, Steve. Thank you for your confession. The entire Plannerverse has heard that now. We are in full compliance. Thank you. Um, That's the end of of that. Goodbye. 
Um, so you, I, you and I have devised a way of keeping in touch with each other. That yeah, 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 absolutely. Minimizes the distractions to other things, haven't we? And well, that well that's, that's the thing. It's like, I do want to hear from you, but I don't want yeah. to hear from other people. And yeah. so what I've done is I actually have zero notifications coming up. Sometimes even the ringer on my phone is off. And I mean, when mm. I mean off, I don't mean that if someone calls in, the phone buzzes or vibrates. Mm. I mean, absolutely nothing goes off because the minute it does my distraction has been distracted <laughs> and I have found that I cannot concentrate on what I need to do so the phone is there as a tool for me it's my assistant and I go to it when I need help it doesn't tell me when something needs to happen that's why there's voicemail working I say working in inverted commas in my case um because I don't work but you know what I mean um, if you think about it, where we a lot of us now work remotely from each other and we maintain contact with people that we don't necessarily see face to face on a regular basis or irregular basis in some cases. Um, one tip I will suggest, and it's sometimes it's wise to make a note of this sort of in your planner in your sort of contacts thing is agree between you and the other person what is the best method of contacting you yeah no is it by phone is it by skype is it by email is it by messenger whatsapp etc you know there's so many different ways we can contact each other these days yeah then the, the, the reason why i say agree a method is what you don't want is multiple channels of communication on the same topic. You know, you, right. you start a conversation off on right. email and then carry it on on Messenger and then sort of another strand of the conversation appears somewhere else. It's all over the place and you, you lose track then of, um, you know, there's no sort of string to the, the conversation, is there? It sort of gets broken up all over the place well we ran into that didn't we we were finding ourselves sending text messages because uh, mm. and, and steve was clever enough to point out that iphones text messages from iphone to iphone are at a zero cost uh, because they're iphone to iphone so even internationally we can send messages mm. to one another and we're not paying for them right so that's a whole chat yeah. system within the text messaging system that iphone has i didn't know that i thought it was all text messages and it was just blue because fun you know mm. i had no clue why it was <laughs> blue versus green uh, but we decided that we were going to switch to an app called Basecamp as part of our podcast planning system and we did this because uh, I would send, I would think of something and I'd send him a message on Facebook Messenger and then he would email me. And then before I knew it, the entire podcast was in four different social media formats. I'd have to go around trying to channel all that and collect it and put it all in my planner. And he said, wait a minute, there's a smarter and better way to do this. How would you like to message one another? And ever since we've discovered the iPhone messaging, I think that's just been a world. I know, you know, it's 2020, but my goodness, I'm just 
just so excited about this thing because I get to talk to my friend in France and I'm not having to pay an extra dime for it. And I, he's at the touch of a button. I can tell him that he stinks and that I'm making bunny ears <laughs> at him. And it's perfectly fine and it's not costing either one of us a dime. Uh, but the idea that we have all of our show notes connected in one place and that we can discuss on... We can focus on the actual programming and content of the show versus having to chase all this information down makes the productivity hack worth it for us. And mm. so that's what I would I would say for everybody out there in the Planetverse as we're getting close to the end of our of our episode here. I would say is these are some that we picked out from this article. I would say pick 3 of the hacks that you think would make your life easier and just start working on them every day. That's the thing that, that messes people up, I think, when they, they think that they're failing, is because you're just not implementing it. Implement one. Implement one for the week and see where you end up at the end of the week. And if you like it, then implement two for the following week and see where you go there. I think that applies to all of these sort of articles that we share or we come across in that, you know, They'll, they'll come up with sort of 10 wonderful things or five wonderful things. And you think, oh, crikey, yeah. But the, the, I think the, the thing to do is to find the one that works for you the best. The one that sort of think, yes, I could do that. And yes, that would work for me. And yes, that would improve things. And concentrate on that one to start with. And then look at the others sort of in a sort of an order and obviously discard the ones that you, either you do already because right. they, you know you're there already or, or discard the ones that you can't really apply in your own situation because all, all our situations are different we can't really sort of um, bring in everything that we uh, we read and you know certainly you know I couldn't apply all of these to me but there we go Anyway, we've sort of zoomed through time. It's gone so quick. I don't know where we It's because we've been so productive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, where can we find you on the interweb? You can find me at planerology.com, at throatpunchresumes.com, at Karine Tovmasian on Instagram, and probably making faces at Steve on Facebook. Where can we find you, Steve? You'll find me in the usual places, of course, of filofaxi.com, travellersnotebooktimes.com and Mr. Filofaxi on Instagram. But before we disappear, don't forget to take a look at our Patreon page. The, the folks there are growing in numbers, which is wonderful to, um, to hear it. And we appreciate all the support we're getting from people in the community now. They're coming forward with suggestions of things they'd like us to talk about. And we're trying to re replicate or reciprocate with um, sort of offers of help and inserts and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, early access to the podcasts and, you know, generally sort of working together to, to keep improving things. So thank you, everyone and all of you. But... Um, a few more people would not harm at all for uh, the, you know the cost of less than the cost of a cup of coffee as it were anyway thank you one and all and we'll talk to you in the next one